Hello, welcome to another episode of Chatty Kathy. This is Kathy Prohoff, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about a very popular topic. I always like the popular ones, right? We're going to talk about fat loss hacks, which is a very popular term online, on Google. You try to Google that, uh, there's a lot of hacks that will come up. So I want to spare you having to go through them all and just kind of point out some important information. Now, a lot of things can change in the course of 20 years. 20 years ago uh, was the year 2000, right? It's 2020. We know how many, how much can change in the course of one year, right? In 2020. But for today, I want to talk about obesity because one thing that has not changed in the course of 20 years is that obesity is still on the rise. It is not getting any better. And this, to me, just floors me because how many more programs do we need? How many more pills do we need? How many more hacks do we need before this is not rising? Can we just get it to level off somewhere? You know, I know everybody right now, we're, we're worried about the pandemic, at rightly so. But why aren't we worried about this as we should be? You know, there's there's too many diet approaches out there and things that are moving us in the wrong direction. Even people that are in the medical field are, are confusing their patients. And there, there's so much disarray and we're not on the same page. And for me, that is so frustrating when I'm working with clients that are coming to me with all of these confusing questions in their mind, asking me, well, what about this diet? And what about this program? My diet, my doctor told me I should be eating 800 calories a day if I wanted to lose weight. There's so many misconceptions and confusions that I just want to sometimes hit my head against the wall. But I'm looking at a graph, a chart right now of the prevalence of obesity in the U.S. Now in 2000, again, 20 years ago, obesity was at about 30% of adults. The severe obesity was just under 5%. Now listen, what's happened in 20 years is we've gone up now to 20, this is in 2018. I don't even think they've got the stats from 2020 yet, but 2018, we've gone from 30% in 2000 to 2018, the obesity percentage in America is 42.4%. That's almost half of our population. And that's so upsetting. This is, this is, becoming a worse problem. When are we going to actually pay attention to this and stop with the diet approaches, right? Stop slashing people's foods and telling them you're the failure. No, that is the incorrect, incorrect way around it. And severe obesity, again, in 2000 was under 5%. Now it's just under 10%. Severe obesity, guys. There's scary facts here and figures. This is the truth. This is not some random thing that I pulled up and just decided to Google. This is the obesity. These are the charts of the percentage in America. And I I ask again, when is it going to be enough to truly start to change what's not working? Fast foods, processed foods, diet foods. These are the problems. It's not us. Now, there's no legitimate fat loss hacks. I'm sorry if you came here and you were like, Kathy's going to show me the way. She's finally, you know, caved and now she's going to show me the fat loss hack. Nope, not going to do it because there is none. Okay, I'd be lying to you and I'd be trying to line my own pockets, which I'm not here to do. If you know anything about my message, my message is to move us all away from, you know, turn away, move away from that direction and let's come to actually where we can heal our bodies, our metabolisms, our lives 
everything we eat is is such a, an important choice because it's a decision that creates new cells in our body. Uh, you know, the vitamins and the minerals that are supposed to be, come from the foods and are lacking in a lot of our choices these days. Now, obesity is not simple. It's not a simple hackable problem. So to think that we could go and just cheat on a test is pretty much what hacking the system is you know, boiled down to. It's like if you went to go take a test and you had a cheat sheet and, and, and crib notes and you went in and you tried to cheat your way, would you really learn? Would you really gain any knowledge if you pass the test? So the passing that test shows you nothing. It shows nothing of your abilities, your capabilities, or your knowledge. All it is is how good you got away with cheating. So it doesn't advance you. In fact, it's going to only hinder you. And which is the same thing for these fat loss hacks. They continue to hinder us. And there's a lot of factors that are interconnected. Our physical, our psychological, our social, our environmental, and our emotional influence, influences. These are all connected with eating, right? We don't just eat because we need to sustain life. Heck no. There's so many other variables that are involved, especially in this day and age, right? You go to your family's house, what's going to be there? Lots of food, right? And if not, they're probably going to order some. There's food everywhere we go. And when we get emotional, what do we want? We turn to food. It's easy and it makes us feel better in the moment. And we create habits out of that. But the magnitude of all these factors uh, can vary. It depends on your habits, your past, your patterns. But I want you to understand that eating less and moving more is really hard. And it's such a misconception. It just, it, it's, it's to me the most ridiculous saying because yes, when you break it down and I have people ask me, well, it is all about eating less and moving more, Kathy. So why are you trying to confuse everybody with you know, what you're trying to, to put out there. Well, I'm just saying the truth because eating less and moving more means nothing. It does nothing for us in the long run. It's like hacking the system. How is it helping? If we are still struggling, then how is that making a difference? Obesity is rising. We're unhappy. We're unhealthy. Now stick us at home now in this pandemic. And what happens? Our weight goes up again. So it just shows you that the patterns and the habits that we're living in are not right. Now, listen, you can go and start a new job. Maybe you feel insecure at your job, right? What do you do? Maybe you eat. Maybe you, you have issues around foods because of that, right? It's hard to be on track by eating less and moving more in that basis when we're living life. Maybe you have a frustrating relationship with someone. Maybe it's your mom. Maybe your partner prefers takeout for dinner, so you're stuck. You know, it's either you cook for yourself or you join in. Maybe you have unreliable childcare and you don't have anywhere to turn, so you got to pick up food uh, and, and you're just stressed out. Uh, maybe at night you wake up a lot and you can't fall back to sleep. Maybe you get the night munchies at night because you're dieting all day long. Maybe you feel ashamed of yourself after eating sweets and that it only leads to more deprivation and then another attack of the binge, right? Maybe your knees hurt when you're exercising, so the move more is irrelevant for you now, right? Maybe you're taking anti-anxiety medication, so it's really screwing up with your foods and, and what you're wanting to eat and what you're able to eat. There's so many issues that create that barrier in the road when we're trying to just eat less and move more. So instead of blaming yourself and sitting there and shaming yourself over and over again, if it's not working, just take a deep breath and admit, this is not working. I, I'm not getting the results. I feel terrible. I keep struggling. I'm not where I want to be. Maybe I've gotten closer but I can't live this way anymore. I know I got to that point in my journey where I thought, 
I can't continue to eat this low on calories just to lose some weight and then stop that said diet and eat whatever my body craved and I'd have all these binges and I'd try to move as much as I could with my exercise and then it would just go up and down like a yo-yo and I thought, I have no balance. What is happening? You know, I'd go on one size of clothing for a few months and then I'd go to another and it was just completely exhausting, mentally exhausting, physically exhausting. And in my body, I knew my body was getting exhausted because my metabolism was slowing down every time I would frustrate myself through another program. So the results, even as I continued on this path of dieting, yo-yo up and down, on and off, I noticed that I would lose less weight over the course of time because my body got more resistant. It started to get better at handling a diet, so I didn't lose as much anymore. But guess what? I would definitely gain as much or more because that continued to move in the opposite direction. So it was a very frustrating journey for me. And chances are you know what I'm talking about. Now, the ironic part of it all that most of these diet hacks that we hear about are the fast fixes and the easy solutions, they make fat loss even harder than it needs to be. And I'm not just talking about the scale. I'm talking about that stubborn fat that lives on your body, right? And there's some approaches that I'm sure you've heard or even tried that promote overly restrictive and unnecessarily unnecessary rules. These are eliminating your carbs and your sugar. Your carbs are your energy. Why would you eliminate that? How about making fat and meat, um, you know, evil, right? I mean, I get it that sometimes ethical reasons, we're putting that aside for this example, but making that a bad thing, it's not bad. You choose to eat it or not, but it's not bad. Uh, Moralizing your food choices, right? Saying, well, that's right or that's wrong, that's good or that's bad. Actually labeling ourselves whether we eat a specific food or not. How ridiculous is that? It's a food. It has nothing to do with our character. Maybe encouraging or requiring dietary perfection or we suck. How many times have you fallen off that wagon? You know, I know so many attempts at me trying to follow a 12 or 1400 calorie plan only to just either get so miserable that I'd break down. And then I thought, oh my gosh, I'm such a bad person. And then I would mentally beat myself up and I was so unhappy. And that didn't just affect me. No, it affects other people in our lives. The people around us, especially the ones we're close to, they feel that energy and it's negative. Whether or not we think we're hiding it, guess what? We're not. It's, it's coming out of how our energy is showing up how we answer, how we talk, um, just how we move, how we relate with them, how we feel about ourselves. They see that, they feel that. And I'm not suggesting that, you know, your food or your exercises choices don't matter because obviously I, you and I both know that they do. But I'm here to tell you that when we're comparing uh, most fat loss hacks, you can actually enjoy a greater flexibility in what you eat and how you exercise in a more moderate approach and actually learning how to check in with your own system and honestly get lasting results most often better than you've ever had before. And I know it sounds maybe almost impossible or unbelievable, but when I started 
to eat more, my calories slowly. And, and, and I'm not saying if you're eating 1,200 calories to do this overnight because obviously your body's not ready for it, but there's, there's a rhythm and an approach. Just like I said, when I was cutting my calories, that yo-yo dieting, I'd go up and down. So my body was learning how to be resistant to the down strokes so it wouldn't lose as much as, as it was, but the upstrokes would, would put that extra weight on my body and quickly, and it would hold on to it because of the downstrokes. So my body was actually keeping me alive and were and, and noticing these patterns and then responding to these patterns. So it got really resistant to the weight loss and it got better at packing on the fat. And that can be a really frustrating uh, pattern when we don't know any better and we keep trying harder and harder and harder. And over the course of our lives, it just feels miserable. And when I started to slowly reverse it, and, and you probably heard it, the approach reverse dieting is, is, a, is an approach that uh, more than more than anything else is, is a type of approach that we use to bring your metabolism back up, be able to allow your body to slowly get more food in so it stops resisting it. And then you just peter it down a little bit. You have some fat loss, right? And you bring it up again and slowly and surely you're moving in the opposite spectrum, opposite direction as you were in the dieting years. And I mean, how awesome would it feel to be able to eat over... 2,000, close to 3,000 calories a day and lose more fat than ever and look shredded, look tight, look fit, move better, feel better, have more energy because you actually have food in your system and you're able to sustain this because now you think, wow, I can eat foods. I could go out with my family and enjoy the foods. You know, case in point, we went this last weekend, we had company over this weekend. Uh, we took the day, went down to the beach, spent the day out there, had lunch. Uh, do you think I cared what I ate? Heck no. I, I don't track. I have a system that I follow. Very simple. I don't count anymore unless I'm really trying to fi- figure out exactly where I'm at uh, for whatever reason. If I, if I see signs that maybe I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be. But for the most part, I don't track. I have my my routines, my habits, my rituals, my system in check so that when I do go out with friends or I'm hanging out with the family, there's an event or there's a celebration, I can go and I could just eat. And I don't deprive, I don't think, oh my gosh, how many calories is this going to be if I order this? Or can I have a piece of cake or I'm going to have to go do an extra run tomorrow? I mean, honestly, this is what I used to do because I was trying to hack the system. I was trying to trick my body into losing more fat and you can't do that. It doesn't work. We, we hope and we pray and we, we share with our friends because maybe we see those changes, but those changes are just quick changes that the body gets better at handling over time and it adds more fat in the long run. So if you're looking at the simple in the moment, you might see the scale shift for a few pounds. Great. But then what? And then you're adding more fat on your body. And, you know, it, there's, there's no secret that, you know, we get to a certain age, that 40-year mark where your body is not burning as efficiently as it was in the 20s and 30s. You know, your body's burning really well in your 20s and 30s. So if you're over 40 and you're sitting there going, yeah, but when I used to follow this plan, uh, this certain plan when I was 25 or 30, it worked so well. And now, I don't know. I just might be doing it wrong. No, your body's changed. Your hormones change. Your body is not burning as it used to. It's not building as it used to. But if you work on work with your body instead of against it, like the diets teach us, you can actually have amazing results. Trust me, women over 40, 50, 60, even up to 70 and 80 have put on muscle. Now, yes, granted, if you've been doing the reverse, the dieting a lot of years, it's going to take some patience, but you can reverse it and it won't feel like you're starving and you hate your life and you're angry at everybody because you didn't have enough food. 
Now, there's a lot of things around us. There's a lot of temptations around us. We have, you know, fast food like burgers, sandwiches, and tacos, uh, desserts, sweet snacks, sugar sweets, uh, diet drinks, rices, and pastas, and, and grain-based dishes, right? And then not to say these are bad, but we're overindulging on these chips and crackers, pizzas, uh, you know, all these foods, alcohol, starchy veggies. When we're eating these and drinking these, Oh, more than we are getting the whole quality foods and exactly what our body needs for us to succeed, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. And we're thinking, well, I'm going to cut my calories. Well, you're cutting calories with the foods that aren't even good for your body. Not to say they're bad or they make you a bad person, but they're just not helping you. Probably I should word it that way. They're not helping you achieve the results that you're looking for. Again, I went out, I had my foods, we ate. I really didn't care what I had. I mean, obviously I've taught myself uh, what my body knows, what it needs, what it likes, how it feels good. So I just I just roll with it. And the funny thing is, is over the, after the weekend, I for fun did this. I don't usually get on a scale anymore, but I thought because I wanted to share this with my community, over the weekend, I just did whatever, and I jumped on the scale. And it didn't work out, by the way. We walked. Yeah, we walked around the beach. Just had fun, but nothing crazy. And I got on the scale, and I actually lost, like I think, a pound and a half to two pounds. I know for me that's a lot of water weight. I was probably sweating because it was warmer. We walked. But trust me, when I tell you that I did not, did not deprive myself, I actually had more than I would have ever had in my dieting days, ever. And I do this quite often. I, I, I honestly find it so liberating to be able to just sit and enjoy my life and have the results. And people say, how do you do that? I can't for the life of me. And it's not like I can just hand you this and say, okay, try doing exactly what I'm doing because it's building your body up to that point, which you can. It's just where the body is in the moment, where your body is right now, what age you are, a lot about your genetics as well, how much muscle mass you have on your body, how much fat your body's holding on to, and how sluggish or how efficient your metabolism is running. Yes, you can shift everything, you can slow it down as well, but it just takes some time and patience. And it just also takes some knowledge that you can't do a a quick detox and imagine that you're going to lose some weight in 21 days. It's going to matter. It's just water you're flushing out of your body. And at the end of the day, you're, you're really confusing your brain. And there's a, there's a lot of other, you know, methods out there, but when we're drastically cutting calories or sugars or whatever, we're automatically going to cut out some junk foods, right? I mean, isn't that true? Like when you go on a diet, you're going to just Whatever, whether you think it or not, right, you're cutting out those junk foods. And so a lot of people will just say, well, when I'm going to give up carbs then or junk foods all the time, I'm going to stop craving junk food. I'm just going to make it easier for me to lose fat. And that could be true, especially when you're starting it, right? If you're very triggered by sweets and it's, it's a habit for you, then great, you know, start there. But if it's not just because you've eliminated that, right? It's, it's building up new habits. And it doesn't always mean that it's healthy habits if we're cutting things out. Uh, and it's not healthy you know, both for our body, because carbs are energy. So it's just which choices do you want to make with your carbs? You know, what's going to give you the better sustenance? What's going to make you feel better? What's going to make your body thrive? And if you think about it that way, your body really deserves to thrive, especially if you're working out, especially if you're trying to achieve a result that you keep, you know, missing the mark on and quitting because you think, well, maybe I can't do it. So not believing the fact that there are any hacks, what are you supposed to do? right? How are we supposed to succeed if we can't go about it in all these ways that we've been promised by the diet industry, 
right? Because when we start a new diet, here's the, here's the thing. And this I find um, so interesting when people come and say, well, I'm good when I'm motivated. And I always ask, well, what does that, what does that mean? Well, I don't know. I'm in the beginning of a challenge or the beginning of a diet or the beginning of a program. I'm so motivated. I don't know what happens. Well, of course, when we start something, we're excited. It's initial excitement, which we, uh, we believe is motivation, but it's, it's a feeling, right? It's, it's just something new. It's hope. It's new hope is what it is. And then we start to restrict the foods because this diet is telling us to restrict this foods, right? Um, so we get some short-lived success because maybe we lose some inches in weight and, and we feel so excited about that. And then we go back to our normal old patterns. Okay, now let me ask you something and you can answer me and I probably can't hear you because you're listening to this on a recording, but what happens if you return to your old patterns? You're gonna get your old results back. And so it's not long-term. Even if a diet has worked for you, is that working in the long run? It doesn't, right? It's easier to start off with just some simple principles. So what could that be? That could mean, and, and what we call it in our program is crowding out. When you crowd out the choices that aren't as healthy for your body or aren't as you know conducive to your goals as they should be, you crowd them out with better options, you're gonna get better results. So maybe you start to eat more vegetables. And starting one week, you just choose to eat more vegetables that week. Awesome. So now what you're doing is you're cutting back on other choices that you might have made, but now you're eating more vegetables. So the volume of the vegetables is allowing your body to feel a little bit more filled up. Maybe you don't eat uh, an extra piece of dessert or bread later and you save some calories and then your body's happy. You're happy because you're sustained and you've had that food. Now you've gotten the vitamins as well with the vegetables. Maybe you start to eat more fruit in the next week. Right, same thing happens. You're crowding out sweets, you're crowding out dessert, and you're eating some fruit. Not to say you can't have those sweets and desserts, right? But you're teaching your body that you can swap things out. You can crowd out those uh, lower uh, quality food options with higher quality food options. Maybe you, another week you choose to eat more whole grains and legumes. You know, being creative, going and just being creative with recipes online, um, and and just having fun with that, and choosing different flavors and recipes together. Maybe then you begin to add more lean proteins. And all of a sudden you realize, wow, that wasn't so terrible. I don't feel deprived. I don't feel like anything was cut away from me, taken away from me. Because how do we feel when somebody takes something away from you? Don't you feel, you feel a little aggressive that the fact that they took something from you, right? And angry, frustrated, and maybe triggered. And it sends off this response in a negative way. So when we say you're going to crowd out the foods that maybe you don't want to be eating, the highly processed foods, high sugar foods, you know, foods that aren't as healthy for your body, as whole and clean, and you're crowding out with better options, you don't feel deprived because nothing was taken away. You were simply moving in these other options and now you felt satisfied and you didn't need the other. And then all of a sudden you start to realize, hey, I don't need to be cutting things out. I can go with my family and have my cake and eat it too. I can go and enjoy time away and go off and not worry about tracking everything. Because when I come back, I come back to my old patterns of crowding out those foods again. And I'm eating minimally processed foods versus ultra highly diet processed foods, right? So when I'm eating ultra processed foods, whether it's off diet or on diet, they're not, neither of them are good because the processed, it's not the full food. So they contain maybe the same amount of uh, calories and sugar, fat and fiber, um, but they don't, or, I mean, they, they, 
probably don't contain the same amount of calories in any sense. Um, and the sugar might be high, the fat might be high, the fiber might be low. Um, your nutrition's not where it needs to be. So what happens over time is we start moving away from that nutrition-based uh, foods, and we're just moving to foods to fill us, to fill the tummy. And in filling the tummy, we're never quite full enough. And if you haven't listened to the episode we talked about processed foods, I'm going to encourage you to listen to that next because I talk about what the markers do to actually trick us into wanting more of their foods and why they are so easy to overeat. We can eat the whole bag of chips, right? Where you try to go eat a huge piece of chicken with like a bunch of vegetables. I mean, you're going to get full. Maybe you don't finish it all. And you're like, how come I can't eat all this food? This is too much food. But I can eat a whole bag of chips and a bunch of cookies and, you know, all these little nibble things that far outweigh with calories and fats and sugars and, and you know, the extreme of what we should be getting in uh, jumps off the charts. And it's, it all comes down to the volume and how they market it and that satiety, like that, that response in our, in our, just when it touches the tongue, just that response of what that food tastes like to us, it makes us want more immediately. It's like, we can't wait for the next one. And we are a culture these days of just wanting things now and quick. So we don't, we don't want to be patient. You know, how boring is it that I'm telling you to be patient, eat better foods, crowd out the foods that aren't helping you. And I know you're probably sitting there rolling your eyes thinking, gosh, there's got to be a better way. I got 20 days to lose this weight. Give me, just give me the, the hack. And it's not there. It is not there. And if you continue to hope and pray for that, you know, magical pill or whatever it is to come on the market, it's just not the way our body responds. It's not the way it works for the long run. Yes, you can get short-term progress, but you're not going to have it last. And understanding also that progress does not require perfection. In fact, you should never worry about being perfect. If you fall off track, if you Follow the system I'm sharing with you right now, as simple as it sounds, if you take me up on it, you're going to get some great results. You're going to notice some things change in what you respond to, how your body feels, and you continue it long enough, you're going to get results. But the point is that you can't worry about being perfect. Like say you just totally forget about it and you just go back to old patterns, which we do because we are creatures of habit and we've built up patterns to help make life easier when we just go back to old patterns without understanding what's happened. And we go, oh my gosh, what did I do? I was doing so well. In that moment, you have to be kind to yourself. You have to be respectful and understanding that, hey, I just ran into my old patterns. Wasn't that funny? Well, let me get back to what I was doing. Instead of saying, oh, you suck. What? How did you get off track? You were eating more vegetables and fruits and lean proteins and you were doing all this stuff that Kathy said and you just fell off track. You know what? forget it. It doesn't work. You're a screw up. Go back to your old patterns and let's go back to diets, right? And this is how we stay stuck because we, we believe that we can't follow something that's going to work for the long run, but it's about progress. And you know what the good news is, is that we as human beings are creatures of, we want progress, right? We are so excited. If you want to use the word motivated by progress, when you see change and aren't you more excited and, and uh, eager to continue with what's working, versus not, you know, that's why we're always looking for that next quick fix. Like, well, what else can I do? Because those don't work for me. 
And it is about the progress. It's about not expecting yourself to be perfect. In fact, being kind to yourself, understanding sometimes when we do fall off track, it's because we were just trying to survive through our life. Maybe we were having a stressful period. Maybe we were busy with other things, other people, and we just forgot again because that's been our patterns. But we remind ourselves over and over again, like a young baby learning how to walk. They fall down and they think, oh, I suck. I can't walk on these wobbly legs. I'll never walk. I'm just going to crawl for the rest of my life. No, they keep getting right back up and trying until their wobbly legs get stronger. You have to keep getting up until your wobbly habits get stronger, right? And it takes that persistence. It takes the consistency. And yes, it can be boring. So make it fun. Make it different. Variety is what we need. Change, but keep it in that focus of, I don't have to be perfect and I just crowd out what's not working and I don't worry about those quick hacks anymore. Another thing I want you to understand is that movement does not have to be so system systemized. You don't have to, you know, follow something or count all your calories you burned in a walk or a run. Make movement fun. When did it stop becoming fun? Move more became a chore, right? Eat less became a diet. Move more became a chore. No wonder we don't follow it. Who wants to do that for the rest of their lives? It sounds really restrictive and depressing. So instead, why don't you just stop? If you're finding yourself resistant to doing movement and you're like, I just don't want to. Most of the time we, we procrastinate on things because it brings us something that feels negative, right? Or there's a negative result or negative feeling around it. So if we can remove that negative feeling and make it feel like a positive, won't you want to do it? What if you just turn on music and started dancing around your room? I mean, if you enjoy music and you enjoy moving your body like that, I'm sure you'll feel good. And you know what? When you're moving, you're burning calories. Was it a quote unquote program that you followed or a workout that you tracked or a, you know, an app that you had to click on? No, you just moved your body. Your body burns calories because you're moving your body. Maybe you sign up for, you know, a, a group walk or um, an event or you, you start to just take walks during the, the evenings with your uh, spouse or partner or family. Uh, you start taking bike rides on the weekends. Uh, you, you go and you make movement fun. Uh, maybe you challenge your, your family to a plank challenge. You know, how long can you hold a plank once a week? Things like that create more fun around it. So when you think of movement, it now all of a sudden doesn't become something that you hate so that you go to something that's a waste of time like technology or chores, you know, going back to your computer, your internet, where you, that movement or watching TV where the movement goes down, uh, but the time goes away, right? It wastes your time. Um, in fact, another uh, chart that I have here in front of me is that um, I believe in the early 1900s, the daily energy expenditure or how many, how many calories people burnt, um, you know, World War I time, World, Great Depression, World War II, they were very high, quite high. And what's happened over the course of, say, uh, 50 to uh, 100 years later is that the time-saving technology, which was supposed to help us, right, have more time for other things, has actually taken over. We have cars now, we have washing machines, uh, we have all these things, the internet that, that's supposed to you know, give us more time, but it's actually wasting our time because we're using it so much because now we're not moving as much anymore. We have all these things to help us. And now we're addicted to our phone or internet and we're wasting time because we don't want to go do that exercise or that movement that we're supposed to because, hey, we'll burn some calories. So we turn to this. So in effect, our reduction of movement has gone down, I think about 60 to 70% over the past hundred years. And that's really 
an upsetting thing. 60 to 70% less movement from the early 1900s. And that's a problem. So no wonder obesity is continuing to rise. We're confused. We don't know what to do. And we're thinking this calories in, calories out method is supposed to save us. And it doesn't. So maybe you decide, oh, I have to clean my house. I'll vacuum the house. Guess what? You're burning calories. Maybe you decide to take your dog for an extra walk. Guess what? Burning calories. Maybe you decide to ask your son or daughter to shoot some hoops with you in the driveway or you do it by yourself. Guess what? Burning calories. Maybe you jump in the pool because it's hot and you play Marco Polo with your kids. Again, burning calories that don't feel terrible, right? They're not time drains. They're opportunities to move a little bit more. Maybe spend time with other people. Spend time with your fur friend, your fur pets. Taking time to feel better as you're taking care of your body and burning calories is such a high. It's a great feeling. And then you're crowding out those foods. And now you're not worried about which diet program should I go on. Because now all of a sudden my life's kind of falling into place and I'm noticing I'm getting some new results. It doesn't feel terrible. I don't have to go buy specific foods because I can't eat, you know, the whole food group or I have to cut back and have to eat all these diet foods. We're on a system for success. Now, I know you can do very well doing keto or paleo or fully plant-based or any type of diet, but overnight, you're not going to get the results, right? It's not going to, you're not going to happen overnight. And if it's not sustainable for the long run, if you can't see yourself eating that way for the rest of your life, maybe don't do it. And I say maybe to be nice, but I'm going to tell you, don't do it. Why would you waste your time on something unless there's another reason for it and you think that it's going to stick somehow and you're going to find the ways that stick great, but don't do it just to lose a quick, quick couple pounds uh, fit into something overnight. It just doesn't work for us in the long run. So I'm going to give you some steps, just like I gave you the, the you know, little breakdown of what to do. But I'm going to give you some steps for how to start because I don't know, right? We're stuck. We don't, we don't, we're confused. What do we do, Kathy? So here's step number one, and I want you to write these down. Like I always tell you, write things down. You won't just think and feel good for a little while about all these tips and then uh, hope you'll remember think you'll remember and then later forget and you'll be like, I don't know what she said. I forgot. So write this down. Step number one, focus on just one new daily practice at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself. Don't try to add a bunch of stuff. One new daily practice and do that for about two or three weeks. Now, again, the idea is to choose a daily practice that's going to help you make positive progress. Don't make it negative. Don't make it deprivational. And it doesn't matter how small. And that's the key. It doesn't matter how small. Maybe you have an extra cup of vegetables at dinner. It doesn't matter how small. It will add up in the direction that you want it to go. You could start with some, like maybe getting enough high quality protein with each meal. Maybe like I'm going to get 20 grams of protein uh, with every meal of my day. Uh, eating more produce. I'm going to eat about an extra cup of vegetables with my lunch and dinner um, every day. Maybe emphasizing minimal processed whole foods, right? Less processed, better foods for your body. Maybe slowing down. This is an easy one. Eat the same amount, but eat slower. Eat slower and then stop when you're satisfied. And really listen to your body. Do you even know what that means? Do you know what satisfied means? Like you've had enough or do you just always have that habit of clearing your plate? Because that's what I did. It was like I had to clear my plate. That's what we're taught when we're young. Finish everything on your plate and then you can have dessert. And, you know, it's not the fault of our parents, but that was just getting us to eat the foods. But now we've created this habit of great. I'm going to finish my plate. No wonder we always want dessert after, right? No wonder so many of us want that sweet treat after because that's what we've been conditioned to, right? We've been trained. It's like an athlete training for an event. We've been trained to do this. So it's not our fault, but it is also, it is really truly up to us to change this. 
And then once you've practiced one of these for maybe a, a couple of weeks, try adding another and another. And it's like layering on these changes. All of a sudden, you see your, your, your progress shift majorly, and it just feels easier. Like, wait a minute, what just happened? I look and feel better than ever before. All right, so that's step one. Step number two is make the practice seem easy. So if you're eating one serving of fruits and vegetables a day right now, getting five servings every single day might be a little bit too hard. Remember, you got to keep things simple. Could you shoot maybe instead for three servings a day, three cups a day, or maybe five servings three or four days a week, right? Break it up. How, how will it work for you best in your life with the things that you're facing and dealing with? You want a practice that's likely to result in success because you can build up from that, right? You can always build up. And success just gives us that motivation. We feel better and we want more of it. Now, imagine if you stack one easy thing on top of another easy thing. You wake up one day and you realize you've made some serious changes in progress and it was probably easier than you expected, right? Because we won't pretend that lasting change is ever really easy, but it's easier than maybe we've ever expected or heard before. Step number three is chasing consistency. Again, never perfection. Your day won't always go as you want. And you know that, right? We know this. We hope maybe I could stick with it. But being realistic is going to take that frustration away a lot sooner. You know, maybe you have a surprise deadline at work. uh, You argue with your partner. uh, You have an emergency visit to the vet. Uh, These things come up and you can't always stick to your plan. But as already talked about, you can see that the, the easy, simple changes are easy come, to come right back to. You don't have to stray too far. It's easy. It's simple. And once you layer them, they become easy, right? And one day, guess what? One day doesn't take away all of your good work. Even one week, one month doesn't take away all your good work. It's just getting right back on as quickly as possible. Now, I know that might seem a little too basic to work, or you might think, oh gosh, that, that sounds like it's going to take too long. I need something faster. I want you to understand that this is what we've been taught because we might have that thought in our mind like, I need six-pack abs in six weeks because that's what I've been promised before. Or I need a bikini body in 30 days flat. That's what I've been promised before. So this is what what we expect. It's insta results. We want instant results. And if we don't get them, we're frustrated, right? Um, And maybe you had previous fat loss experience that made you feel deprived and miserable and you often felt like a failure. So maybe these steps you think, well, how's that going to help me? But honestly, it's as simple as that. Because if you think about it, how did the alternative work for you in the past? Now, if you feel good about the experiences and the outcomes of what you've tried before with diets and detoxes and cleanses and whatever it is, and where you're at now, maybe, hey, great, you found what works. But chances are you don't feel that way, right? You don't have the warm, fuzzy feels. You don't love the way you look in your, bo- in your mirror. You're looking at things. Your clothes aren't fitting the way you want it. And there's just some in- misconceptions or confusion. And one that helps you transform your eating and lifestyle habits is a change it's going to be able to stick with is simple. It's going to take the, the complex away from fat loss and it's going to allow you to move better and more efficiently and feel good about your movement as you eat better quality foods and notice your body feel better so that you're not miserable. You don't deserve to feel miserable, right? You don't deserve to feel deprived and you will not feel that way. And it's hard to fail when you don't feel negative about your new systems, right? And it actually might be a little bit fun and fat starts to come off your body. So, hey, maybe at the end of it all, this is a new fat loss hack. 
but it's not. <laughs> Again, it takes patience, it takes time, and it takes doing the methods that are truly going to work for your body. And I hope this was valuable to you and you do take my word for it and you just jump in. If you want to research a little bit more uh, into our Superstar Elite, we have 30-day challenge launching in the next week. Uh, and we also have our 20-week program. Please check that out at the superstarelite.com. And you can always come back to the podcast for uh, all of the information, anything else that you need. And again, any other questions or any other information, the superstarelite.com has all of that there. Until next time, be well, be happy, and keep thriving.